And Charlemagne the God. The, the Breakfast Club, bitches. <laughs> the voice of the culture. People watch The Breakfast Club for, like, news and really be tuned in. It's one of my favorite shows to do. Just because y'all always keep it 100, y'all keep it real. They might not watch the news, but they're on Twitter. They're on Facebook. They're, you know, they're listening to The Breakfast, the Breakfast Club. Get your ass up. Angela Yee said, I was popping Charlemagne. Peace to the planet. It is Monday. Yes, it's Monday. Back to the work week. Yes, and what a long week it shall be. Yes, it is going to be a long week. It was a great weekend. How was your weekend? Uh, weekend was good. I, uh, Friday night, I was in uh, Clifton, New Jersey mm-hmm. with my man, Dr. Oz. I was at the Barnes & Noble in Clifton, New Jersey, man, dropping the clues bombs for all my tribe that came out mm-hmm. to uh, support my new book, Shook One, Anxiety Playing Tricks on Me, mm-hmm. which is available everywhere now. So we had a good discussion on, you know, mental health issues on Friday. Okay. An- anxiety, PTSD, all of that good stuff. Well, this was Daddy Daycare Weekend for me. So my daughter, uh, she's acting. She's an actress and... Uh, she has a play. They did, like, seven shows, so I went to, like, three of them. Mm. Uh, she's a little baby kangaroo. Not going to lie, you know, as, as in total, the show sucks. Like, it's, it's bad. Like, you're not you know, supposed to say that. I'm not. I'm not. I, I can say my daughter did great. Nah, you're not supposed to say but that. But the, t- the show in total? You can't say oh, that. Oh, my goodness. I say, I would, cause you can't, the reason you can't say that is because there's other kids that are in the play with her, mm-hmm. and they'll be like, damn, your daddy said we suck, but you was good. See, now you causing division at their school for no reason. You and the, you and you you've been in one of these plays before. And I keep that to myself. I was at my, I was at my daughter's cheerleading competition yesterday morning. Hey, I thought everybody did great. I don't know. I don't know what to compare it to. Oh, I don't man. Know. I don't it was pretty. It was, but hey, my daughter did a great job. She was the best kangaroo out there, the best little baby kangaroo out there. Then uh, my son had a football game. Shout out to him. They're going to Disney, I think, in, in two weeks, the Brick City Lions. So they won another game. Shout out to Brick City Lions and all the coaches and the team moms and all that. And then Tuesday, my daughter's birthday, she turned 17 and she's taking her driver's test. Trying to teach somebody how to parallel park is very difficult because for me, still it's don't easy. Know how. It's for me. It's easy. I'm from New York. You know how to parallel park. So I'm like, nah, turn, cut. She's just looking at me like, Dad, this is this is confusing. Can I use the rear view mirror, the, the rear view cameras? I'm like, no, you can't use the, the rear view cameras. The most difficult part of the driver's test is the part of the driver's test you use the least. I don't parallel park often. No, I, I can't. I, I rarely parallel park. Like when I say rarely, I'm talking about rare. rare so rare, I don't Not do no. it. Right. Okay. Right. It's, it, it is what it is. But no. she has to learn how to parallel park. And I'm like, we're from Jersey. I don't even know where you parallel park in Jersey. I just don't really think about Definitely it. Definitely never had the parallel park growing up in South Carolina. No. We got parking lots. Okay. <laughs> right. We got parking spaces. So. All right. And I tried to teach her without using the rear view camera and all the senses, but she was like, Dad, that's what they're there for. And I was like, you're right. No. Nah. So we'll see what happens on Tuesday. I love fatherhood. Drop on the clues bomb for fatherhood, damn it. Today's a long day for me, too, man, because tonight uh, at 10 p.m., I'm doing my, my, my weekly therapy session, but I'm doing it live on television. Mm. I'm doing it on VH1 at 10 p.m. tonight. It's called uh, In Session Live with, with Dr. Jess. Mm. Drop on the clues bombs for Dr. Jessica Clements. Are you going to cry tonight? I don't know. It depends what uh, Dr. Jess pulls out of me. 
You know? Whoa. All right, well, let's see what she pulls out of here. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't cry too often <laughs> in therapy. those nights. You know the thing, the beautiful thing about therapy? Like, it's like, you you're not, you don't have to really cry because you're, you're, you're unpacking a whole bunch of stuff anyway. Okay. So it's a bunch of stuff that you thought you, you know, you had dealt with or stuff that you was just suppressing, but now you just got the chance to, like, unpack it and put it out there for the world. Okay. So we're doing that tonight. And it's, it's really live, live. It's no script. It's no rehearsals. None of that stuff. It's live, live. Live, live. Tonight, VH1. What's 10 p.m. 10 p.m. called In Session Live with Dr. Jess. All right. Well, yes. we have some special people joining us this morning. Comedian Yamanika Saunders will H- be joining us. Hilarious. And I want y'all to get y'all booze ready. Oh, boy. All right. Get ready to boo oh, Yamanika. Boy. I'm going to give y'all her Twitter and her <laughs> Instagram before the interview is over because I need y'all to boo her today. And also, former NBA player Sebastian Telfair. He's from Brooklyn. He's Stephon Marbury's uh, cousin. Nice as hell. Got busy. Went straight from high school to the league. And then things went sour. So we'll talk to him about all that, all right? Well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news. we got to talk about Florida and all this recounting that's going on. And also, California. These fires are just, oh, they're so crazy. We'll tell you all about it when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. How'd that work out for you this summer, not being nice to these? Huh? My goodness. Still lonely during this fall, winter season, huh? Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get some front page news. Start with sports. NFL, Chicago beat the Lions uh, 34-22. The Saints beat the Bengals 51-14. The Browns beat the Falcons 28-16. The Colts beat the Jaguars 29-26. The Chiefs beat the Cardinals 26-14. The Bills blew out the Jets 41-10. The Redskins beat the Buccaneers 16-3. Titans beat the Patriots 34-10. The Chargers beat the Raiders 26. Packers beat the Dolphins 31-12. The Rams beat the Seahawks 36-31. And the Cowboys beat the Eagles 27-20. Drop one of clues bounce with my Dallas Cowboys, damn it. They still suck. I don't care. They won a game. Duh. All right? I only, That's all you care about. I only boycott when they lose. All right. Well, all the right? Giants take on the 49ers tonight on Monday Night Football. By the way, Jay-Z was at the Rams game yesterday. Yeah, he was. So, boycott, smoycott. All right? Boycott. <laughs> all right, boycott. I don't think there ever really was a boycott, to be honest with you. Mm-mm. And also, it looks like Carmelo Anthony, they're saying rumored that he will be uh, will be released today from the Houston Rockets. I think that Carmelo Anthony's getting a bad rap, man. Yes. Carmelo Anthony don't deserve to be disrespected the way that he's getting disrespected. He is. What do you do from this? You might as well just right. retire. Do, do y'all act like y'all act like Houston didn't make a lot of changes in the offseason. They got rid of Trevor Ariza. Like they won sixty five games last year. Don't try to put that all on Carmelo Anthony's shoulders. Like he's the reason y'all suck this year. Yeah, well, it looks like they're going to be releasing him. I don't Man, know what comes after that. Did he just score 28 a week ago? He did. Jesus Christ. He missed two games, they say, because of an illness, and I don't know. But, um, yeah, he's gonna. they say he's going to be released today. Now, these fires out in California, things are getting pretty bad. 31 people have died already. They believe it's uh, 29 fires, and they just can't stop it. They don't know how it started. They said it's very dry. It's a drought out in L.A. Some of the celebrities that lost their homes, Neil Young, Robin Thicke, and Gerard Butler. So... Praying for everybody out in California and definitely the firefighters that are out there fighting. Yeah, I don't understand that fire situation or why they break out in California ever so often. But it looks devastating, and I feel for all of those people. Well, your president talked about it. He said there is no reason for these massive, deadly, and costly forest fires in California except that forest management is so poor. Billions of dollars are given each year with so many lives lost, all because of gross mismanagement of the forest. Remedy now or no more Fed payments. Jesus Christ, can't you just say you, your prayers <laughs> you know, go up to people? How hard is it just to say, yo, some generic, yo, prayers up for the yo, family? It's crazy. Cali, 
We'll be there for them. You know, I don't know. Like, salute to the firefighters that are out there fighting and he just don't give risking their lives. And then he said, with proper forest management, we can stop the devastation constantly going on in California. Get smart. That's very insensitive. Yeah, he don't even, care. Listen, even Smokey the Bear knows not to say nothing right now. You know how Smokey right, the Bear used to point at you and say, only you can prevent forest fires. Right. I don't want to hear that right now, Smokey. My, Mind your goddamn business. My goodness. All right? And that's front page news. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night or bad weekend and you just need to vent. Or maybe you want to spread some positivity. 800-585-1051. Get it off your chest. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So, so you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? My name is Sean, man, from Niagara Falls, man. Why you mad, brother? Damn, it's, it's people that actually live in the Niagara Falls? Well, not man, in. I haven't talked to y'all before, man. I talked to y'all before. I told y'all to come up here. But anyway, y'all mad because I had to wait the weekend to tell you Charlemagne. Yes, sir. How, are you, how do you masturbate in a hostage position? That don't make no sense. Yo, he been thinking about this all weekend, bro. Bro, I've been getting... Yo, people I, been talking I, to me I about just off like on that. my knees all weekend. Yo, that's crazy. Yo, no, 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 no. That's crazy. I ain't never heard nothing like that. So I want to know, do you segue like from off the brand, or have you ever prayed with street? Like, good question. Well, all of this used to happen when I was younger. Okay, I don't do that much anymore. But let me explain something to you. You tried it this weekend, didn't you? Not, not at all. Not at all. Liar. Not at all. You thought about it. I've been, waiting, I've been waiting to get through so I can ask you where they do that at, man. So, where so they you, do so, that so at, you've been thinking about me off on my knees all weekend. Yes. Yes. That's one of the craziest things I heard all weekend. Yeah, that was on my mind all weekend. That word, no doubt. I'm glad you had that thought on your mind, sir. Anthony. Hey, uh, good morning, DJ and uh, Charlamagne the God. Um, what's up, bro? I'm from California. Um, you know, I'm just calling to wish everybody, um, you know, well wishes us fighting these fires out here in California. You know, it's crazy out here right now. You know, I drove through the valley. I mean, I live in Simi Valley, but I drove to the valley that's right next to us, and I can smell the smoke. And every time you take a deep breath, you just kind of lose your, you lose your breath trying to, you know, breathe through all these ashes and stuff that's falling. You can see the ashes on top of the city when you're driving on the freeway. So Damn. it's crazy out here right now. Just be safe out there, bro. That's horrible. Yeah, I'm trying to. Yeah, all right, man. And, you know, and the wind is kicking back up right now, so you know, I'm just hoping that everybody can stay safe through, you know, this week. Okay. You know? All right, well, be safe out there, man. All right, thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Alicia. Hey. Good morning. Get it off your chest. How y'all doing? We great. I just wanted to give a shout-out to the Kalamazoo Bulldogs Pee-wee team. They went to the Hall of Fame tournament in Canton, Ohio, and took it all undefeated season and championship winners. All right, congratulations to them. Yeah, shout-out. Extra shout-out to my son, number 45, Carmelo. I see you out here. There you go, mama. (laughs) I hope you saw him. You went to the game. (laughs) <laughs> no, I didn't get to go, actually. Oh, so my how you saw him then? Well, the lady who he rode with sent me a bus <laughs> Oh, got you, got you, got you, got well, you. Well, how come you couldn't make it to the game, Mama? Well, it was also my little sister, Raina, Chief Nieta, so... Me and the big sister, I had to be there, too. Ooh, all right. Uh, you had a choice to make. Well, you, you out here working, boo. You out here working. Thank you, mama. Hello, who's this? Hey, it's Janae from Orlando, Florida. Hey, Janae. Get it off your chest. What up, Janae? This morning, I'm just feeling blessed because I had um, my state exam for my life insurance test, and your girl passed, man. So 
I'm on to bigger and better things to provide for my family. And my whole point is, is that, you know, uh, it, it was knocking me down. I was feeling like giving up, but I stick to it. I studied harder and I went out and I got it. So well, congratulations. Anything, you can definitely succeed, man. Thank you. Congratulations. congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Ain't nothing like providing for my little man, man. Well, congratulations. <laughs> Shout him out. What's your little man's name? His name is Judah. Judah James Hollis. All right. Well, shout out to Judah James. Thank you, mama. Thank you. Y'all have a good one. You too. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? This Ice Ben Live right here. What? Ice Ben Live. All right. What do you say? Ice Ben Live. Uh huh. Hey, bro, it's Monday, man. Ain't nobody got time for all of this, man. You calling from Florida? No, I'm calling from Houston. Oh, okay. okay. What's that? I'm going to be in Houston this weekend. I'm going to be in Houston at the uh, Barnes and Nobles on Saturday. What's happening, though? Get it off your chest. Man, I mean, I'm trying to let everybody know, man. I woke up late this morning. I'm on my way to work, man. So if you, if you wake up this morning early in the morning, if you're out there late, don't rest at work. Take your time. If you're out there late, you need to do about it. Drive safely. I mean, I feel like that. No, I don't feel like that when I'm late to somewhere. <laughs> when I'm late to some place, I feel like I need to get my ass there. What are you talking about? If you're late, you don't take your time. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's going on? This is Keith. Keith, man, you want to talk about Charlamagne off on his knees, man? Yo, son. Yo, I'm going to swing the way Yo, you my brothers, it's Monday. We oh, talked about oh this on God. Friday. Oh, my God. Yo, my man, you provided me with laughs for the whole weekend, my man. You know, I, had to, I was at work. I had to stop my forklift because I had a safety for everybody else so I could laugh. <laughs> so let me ask you a question. That had me rolling the whole weekend. So you've been thinking oh about me f***ing off on my knees all weekend? Yo, yo, how many, yo, notice how there was only white people that answered it. It was just like, yeah, sure, yeah, I f*** off my knees. Like, what? That is not true. <laughs> Plenty of brothers oh been telling me they've been f***ing off on their knees. Yo, I don't know. you know what killed me? That y'all took calls. Oh, my goodness. That had me rolling. We had to take like, a survey. Yeah, 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 Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. 1-800-585-105.1. Have you ever off on your knees? Give us a call. <laughs> what? what? They don't call us the world's most dangerous morning you show for nothing, weekend. bro. I love you guys. I love Angela Yee. I love Charlamagne the guy. I love DJ Envy. You guys are awesome. I listen to you guys at work every morning. I'm always on my forklift. Got you guys in my ears. Love you guys. Can I ask you a question, though? Did, did you try to <laughs> off on your knees this weekend? Hell no. I ain't never done it in my life. Yo, let me tell you something. I did it in a lot of different places. And never scenario what? ever was it ever on my knees. What about the forklift? Ever. What about on the forklift? <laughs> never, never. Yo, I started to ask my coworkers. I was just like, I wasn't even ready for that kind of slander right now. I was just like, let me <laughs> ask my coworkers. They was like, nah, no, nah, let me not do that. All right, man. Hello, who's this? Hello. Hey, what's your name, bro? Hey, Phil, what's up? Hey, what's up, Phil? Get it off your chest, man. Nah, it's Bill with B. Bill with a B. Oh, Bill. What's up, Bill? Go ahead, man. What's up, man? Listen. First of all, I love your freaking show, man. I love it. I love it. I love it. And the thing is, I'm a retired New York City firefighter. I was involved in 9-11. I nearly lost my life in the South Tower collapse. I live with survivor's guilt every single freaking day of having to leave good people, better dead people with 10 times the integrity of myself behind to save my own self when the South Tower was about to collapse. Every, there's not a day that goes by that I don't think about it. And I also 
Um, because I almost lost my life, I had a dive under a city bus that was abandoned that got hit with a piece of debris. So I was walking around with a hip injury until January. So now I live in Florida now. My body's all messed up. I have to take opiate prescription pain medications to which I've never in 16 years, I've never failed the drug test. I've never abused my medications. And I also have to take benzodiazepines for anti-anxiety. Bro, so, bro, what's this all about, sir? He's just venting. It's just, it's, oh. it's, it's, it's a jacked up situation and they're making me make a choice now between one or the other because of this stupid opiate epidemic that is completely ridiculous. You're well, taking drugs away from people that need it. I'm only 43 years old. I have lung issues. If you hear the way I'm talking to you, I can hardly even breathe when I'm talking. And it's just, it's got to stop. We got to do something about it. It's just not fair to the people that are actually sick. And I also want to say that Charlemagne's new book is a, is a freaking bomb, man. It is awesome. All right. Thank you, brother. Thank you, sir. Sh- Shook One Anxiety playing tricks on me is out right now. Why'd you hang up on that, man? If you, we ain't even get to tell him prayers up for you, sending positive energy your way. Like You ain't get to, you ain't let us say nothing back to the man before you hung up I mean, on him. He's been talking for two minutes. We so go. what? We the man go got break. a lot going on. We have to go to break. Well, at least let the well, brother, whoever you are out there, man, uh, prayers up for you, positive energy to you, man. You, know, you were funny. At first he was yeah. like, what you, what you, give it that caveat, alive. man. Then as soon as he says, I got Charlamagne's book, he was like, well, how come you ain't pray for him? No, nah, I'm going to be honest with you. I was I was actually looking at my phone, so I wasn't really listening <laughs> to what he was saying. And then I just started hearing, no, then I started hearing, pray for I started hearing all these ailments, and I was like, whoa. All right, get it off your chest, 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up at any time. Now, when we come back, Michael Jordan called this guy a little bitch. We'll talk about it when we come back. Rumors are on the way. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Listen up. It's just in. All the guys. The Rumor Report with Angela Angela Yee. It's the Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Now, Michael Jordan, probably one of the best players in the NBA ever. Well, looks like... The the best player in the NBA ever. Debatable between him and Magic, I think. And some people even say LeBron James. No, you're not going to just skip over Kobe and go to LeBron. Some people say LeBron James. Those four four who we can argue over. Well, it looks like he called Allen Iverson a little bitch the first time they met. I never forget it because he said, what's up, you little bitch? I looked at him like, all right, man. And then, like, I remember one time he told me, he said, um, I was telling him, I went to a Charlotte game, and I was telling him how much he meant to me and how much I rock with him. And he was like, man, you wouldn't rock, you wouldn't rock with me like that because you wouldn't cross me like right. that. You goddamn right. Drop on the right. bombs from Michael Jordan <laughs> for always keeping a chip on his shoulder. That's why he was the competitor that he was. That's why he had the will to win that he had and has. Okay? <laughs> and drop on the clues bombs from my man Allen Iverson, too. I don't know why Allen Iverson feels like he's not ringless. You know how you look at some people? What and you mean? He, he don't feel like he, he feels like he has a ring. He feels like he has a championship. He's my favorite player. He feels ever. like a champion. Yeah, he is. He's, to me, he's a champion. He's, he's, he's my favorite player ever, too. Yeah, he's Definitely my favorite is. player. Shout out to AI. Now, let's talk about uh, this festival that went on over the weekend. Tyler, the creator, he has a festival. And first, uh, the first thing that went crazy on this festival was Pusha T performed. And in the back screen, there was a sign that said F Drake. Now, Pusha T came out and said he did not. He had no idea about that sign. He said it was just the text guy. Own way of putting it up there. He would never put that up there. He said if he had a problem or wanted to say it, he would have said it himself. He didn't need the tech guy to put F. Drake on the back. Pusha T definitely never struck me as a liar. Uh, I don't think he's a liar in no way, shape, or form. But I don't believe he didn't know about that uh, 
on his stage show. No, a big F Drake behind you on the backdrop. Nah, he would he would accept that. He would he he would have did a song about it or something. What did he say on stage? I want to know that part. I want to know what did he say on stage mm-hmm. when the F Drake came up behind him? Did he shout the guy out there and clown the guy? Say yo, I didn't put that up there. I don't know. Okay, I need to see that part. I don't know. I need to hear more 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 of this story. Now, Jaden Jaden Smith also performed over the weekend, and uh, let's play a little bit of his performance. I just want to say Tyler the Creator is the best friend in the world, and I love him so. F- much and I want to tell you guys something Tyler doesn't want to say but Tyler's my mother boyfriend and he's been my mother boyfriend my whole life that sucks when you're in love with someone and you publicly claim them but they don't claim you back what you mean like the least you can do, Tyler, today is make Jaden your man crush Monday. All right, that's Will and Jada's son, a man who I call the Gandhi of our time. That's a catch. All right, Tyler, you really can't do any better. I mean, we don't know. I'm just saying, you really make make that man your man crush Monday today, Tyler. Yeah, he said that's his boyfriend. That's always been his boyfriend. Do you have a boyfriend? No, I don't have a boyfriend. Okay, They're 27 and 20. That's a seven year age difference, though. Right? Yes, it is. So how you been your boyfriends their whole life? I don't know. I don't know. All right. I want to clues bomb for Tyler and Jaden. If they like it, we love right. it. Black love is a beautiful thing. <laughs> Hashtag black love. All right. Now, also some of the other people that performed: Playboy Cardi, ASAP Rocky. Uh, Kid See Ghost, which is Kanye and Cuddy. I heard they killed it. Post Malone, Brockhampton, Lauren Hill, and Raphael Sadiq. Did Lauren so, Hill show up? I believe she did, yes. Okay. All right, and that is your rumor report. All right, now when we come back, we got to talk about these crazy fires going on in uh, California. And also, are they recounting in Florida yet? We'll tell you all about it. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Wait, you better not play Gold Link. Did you take Gold Link out? You took Gold Link out? Don't play Gold Link. All right, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Continue the adventure with Newt Scamander as he teams up with Albus Dumbledore to stop the dark wizard Grindelwald's plans to divide the wizarding world. Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. In theaters, November 16th, rated PG-13. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. NFL, all right, Chicago Bears beat the Lions 34-22. The Saints beat the Bengals 51-14. The Browns beat the uh, Falcons 28-16. The Colts beat the Jaguars 29-26. The Chiefs beat the Cardinals 26-14. The Bills blew out the Jets 41-10. The Redskins beat the Buccaneers 16-3. The Titans beat the Patriots 34-10. The Chargers beat the Raiders 20-6. Packers beat the Dolphins 31-12. The uh, Rams beat the Seahawks 36-31. And the Cowboys beat the Eagles 27-20. Drop on the clues bombs for my Dallas Cowboys, damn it. They still suck. Well, you know what? We did all right this week, so I'm not boycotting this week. Okay. Right. I'm still, you know what? I'm still boycotting until we get to 500, though. All right. Now, the Giants take on the 49ers tonight for Monday Night Football. And also, looks like uh, rumored that uh, Houston Rockets will be releasing Carmelo Anthony today. Disrespectful. I Car- think so. Carmelo Anthony don't deserve that. Houston made a lot of changes in the offseason. They got, uh, they didn't sign, re-sign Trevor Ariza. And they won 65 games last year. The fact that they sucked this year is not all on Carmelo Anthony. Not at all. Didn't Melo just score 28 like last week? He did about a week ago. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, if, if I'm Melo now, what do you do? Do you retire or do you go to another team? It's just, you know, it gets to the point where you're like, you know what? I'm going to tap out. I really don't know, to be honest with you. Drop on the clues bombs for Carmelo Anthony. Still though. averaging like 15 points a 13 game. 13 a game. 13, 13 a game. or 14. But you know, but that's the thing, though. When you are a, a, a career, you know, scorer. Correct. When people know you to be a scoring machine. And now you're only dropping 13 a game and you don't play no defense whatsoever. It's like, eh? Eh? Yeah. Yeah, I can't do my guy mellow like that. 
Now, let's talk about these fires out in California, these wildfires. Now, at least 31 people have died in these fires. 29 in North California's uh, Camp Fire and two in South California's Woosley Fire. Now, it's pretty nasty out there. A lot of celebrities have lost their house. A lot of people have lost their house. Houses, Neil Young, Robin Thicke, and Gerard Butler are some of the people that have lost their homes. Now, your president, Donald Trump, he actually put this on uh, Twitter. He tweeted this. There is no reason for these massive, deadly, and costly forest fires in California except that forest management is so poor. Billions of dollars are given each year with so many lives lost, all because of gross mismanagement of the forest. Remedy now or no more Fed payments. You got to know when to shut up, bro. Like, sometimes you just got to shut the F up forever because it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Like, nobody wants to hear that right now. Like, they, they're not going to run no Smokey the Bear commercials okay. in California right now. You're not going to have Smokey pointing at the TV saying, only you can prevent forest fires. I don't want to hear that right now. Nah. Okay? Not at <laughs> all. Now, he says, with proper forest management, we can stop the devastation constantly going on in California. Get smart. But it's not even a forest fire. Though. No, it's not at all. It's not at all. But even, even if it is, like... Come on, say it. Pray for your families. I hope everybody's doing good. I hope everybody got out. Bro, I can text you so many cliche things to tell somebody when they're going through something. He just right. don't care. My God. Now, also out in Florida, which Charlemagne says is probably one of the craziest states in the U.S. No, 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 no. no. Charlemagne doesn't say that. Charlemagne absolutely positively knows without a shadow <laughs> of a doubt that the two craziest places in America are the Bronx and all of Florida. Well, it looks like they will be doing a, a recount. Uh, Andrew Gillum is less than, what, 30,000 away. So they're going to do a recount and see what's going on. There's a lot of ballots that haven't been uh Counted. There's a lot of ballots that haven't just been found. There's p- things just popping off. So they're going to do all the counting this week. They're saying it's, they have until Thursday, but a lot of these different counties say they need more time. So we'll, we'll count every vote. We'll That's, see what happens. Count every vote. That's democracy. That's why I have no idea why Andrew Gillum conceded to begin with. Well, he withdrew that. He was doing I that. know that, but uh, why even concede to begin with I'm when with the you. race was so close, like 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 it was on that day and still is now? You don't concede until you count every vote. And Andrew passed the controller way too fast. It wasn't even a blowout. Right. If you're playing 2K and you're down by six with two minutes left in the fourth quarter, you don't pass the controller. Nah, I'm going to start chucking threes. Yeah, you pass it when you're down by 40. Right. 50. Right, right, okay, right. You passing the control. You pass the controller too quick, Andrew. I agree. All right, and that is your front page news. Now, when we come back, we have comedian Yamanika Saunders. Let me tell you something, man. Uh, I need everybody to get their booze ready. I need everybody oh, to boy. learn how to properly spell Yamanika. Mm. Uh, when you hear her story, you will understand why. And then we're going to have a petty party in Yamanika's mentions today. Oh, boy. Okay. All right. We'll get to that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes. Yamanika Sanders. Yamanika. Yes. Saunders. 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 Or just Yamanika. 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 Yes. Hi, guys. What do you call you for short growing up? Uh, Yami. Yami. Yams. (laughs) <laughs> Which is why I'm so glad like yams is popular because like I, I feel like people are calling me all the time. I love yams. I feel like I'm eating too much yams. <laughs> well, obviously I eat a lot of yams. <laughs> okay, so yes, now, thanks for having me. I saw you on Instagram speaking of eating. You was eating pig's blood ice cream. Yes. Oh my why? god. I was in what LA. Is that? There's a place called uh, Salt and Straw. Oh, I went there when I was in L.A. Amazing. Oh, my As a matter of fact, you yes. gave them Donkey of the Day when I was there. They were bringing that up to me. I don't remember. Well, what I mean. pig's blood ice cream? It, you know, I didn't even taste the blood. I wanted to taste like, you'd think it would be like, 
like a nickel-y kind of taste. It was just, it was just delicious. I don't know. I'm also a big girl, so maybe just anything tastes good to me. Okay. Ask a skinny girl if she can taste the blood because I just taste heaven. <laughs> Dominique, it's 2018. People not even eating pork. Why would you want to eat pig? Who blood? not eating pork? I'm with you. Who not eating Who pork? Who not eating pork? I'm not eating pork. I'm eating pork. <laughs> Have you ever seen how a pig lives? See, when you, when I was raised around pigs, so you see how a pig live. Pigs eat anything, including their own feces. But well, I, I, I think mean, a lot of animals have nasty eating habits. Not sure. like a pig. Sure. And my apartment's nasty, Chickens. and I still get a guy <laughs> me out. So, hey. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You also like... <laughs> now, just like the rest of us in this room, all of us, yes. um, you like to get <laughs> pigs. Oh, I love them. First of all, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, wait, like, that seems like throw that out. No, no, ain't no rest of us in this room, all right? You like to get <laughs> pics, Angelique. She has her own email so, for yeah, so You I, do. I have an email. It's pretty swag at Gmail, and there's yes. a, all penises in there. And what makes a penis picture unattractive? Men just haphazardly, I think, like, when a woman says, I want to set uh, a pic from you, he just goes, okay, I'm going to take a pic, boom, and just be taking it right. on the toilet. I've gotten so many haphazard walking through the park. Why are you taking a Pick, you walking through the park. Or a dirty bathroom in like a gas yes. station. Yes. Don't shame the person taking it in the gas station, though, because he's doing that because he doesn't know how bad you need this pick right now. So he's just taking it nah, anywhere. Nah, nah, what's he doing nah. in a gas station? We don't want to see the dirty gas toilet station. underneath. Yes. We, <laughs> we in New York, who getting gas like that? Okay, you got a point. That's a fact. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I be thinking like... You might I, be in Jersey. No, because that makes me wonder about why are you doing things that are not like supposed to be happening right now? Mm-hmm. You know, you go to a gas station because you got a real wife at home and you don't want her to see you taking a dick pic. So you want to go to the Exxon and throw me some trash and then go back to your wife. That's I don't think fact. so. That's, That's, That's what happens. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, cool. The, the girls is having sex with married guys nowadays. No, we are not. I mean, some maybe some women. I'm not. But black men don't cheat. Black men definitely don't cheat. So how are women having sex with married men? Honey, that's a damn lie. What are you talking Honey, about? Honey, you know what I'm talking about. No, we don't. Black men don't cheat. Black men cheat. It's, it's and I know it's hard out there for y'all to not cheat and be faithful. And I'm not going to throw y'all out there because, mm-hmm. I, you know, my career is very low on the ground. All right? <laughs> so I'm not going to. I know where I'm, my bread is being buttered, okay? <laughs> by me and also by y'all. But there are men, <laughs> there are men that are cheating out there. Black men don't cheat no more. That's old school. That's whack. That's played out. We and you know what's that. crazy? Women have never cheated. Black women have never cheated. Never. Yeah. We're so loyal. Mm-hmm. We right. sit there and watch y'all pick up these basic fat white women and go, that's all right, Tyrone going to come right back. And we've been waiting. And I'm telling you, black women, get out there and start getting with these white men. I had a white man <laughs> me out two weeks ago. Yes. Really? He <laughs> me out so good. Like no, 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 wait. Hold on a second. He <laughs> me out so good. I was like, I don't even know if black lives really matter anymore. Oh, you know what I'm saying? So, like, diversify your portfolio. I still love black men, but I'm not going to sit here and keep waiting for one to come from damn heaven. If I, you know, I, as a comic, because first of all, does people even know I'm a comic? Did, did y'all intro me at all? I'm, I'm trying to sorry, y'all, Monica. Like, let's bad. go, okay? I'm, I'm trying to be the next Tiffany Harris on Netflix. Netflix. I be forgetting when okay. I know people, I think everybody else Thank knows you. They're like, who the hell is, is this fat girl with right? this Yamanika is a comedian. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, she's been on the Jim Gaffigan show, Comedy Central's Don't Night Show, <laughs> True TV shows, Comedy Knockout, and Friends. Yes, she um, got her Netflix special, former, Degenerates, out right now. Yes, yes, he does Netflix special, The Degenerates. A former panelist on the Merit of Year. So I'm just giving him some backstory before we get to the new stuff. Okay. All right? Yes, and uh, she's dope. And Charlamagne, like Charlamagne, is such a good person. I could tell you no, you're just bread buttered. This, this honestly, <laughs> I just think you're just such a dope well, person, such you. a nice person. I appreciate that. I don't know why you get so much flack. 
Uh, perception sometimes. But I mean, I can't even be mad at that because it depends. You might have seen something from me that you didn't like or heard something from me that you didn't like. That wasn't and then you nice. run with that, you know? Well, that we live in a world where everything's too. out of context. Yeah, that's yeah. sure. People don't understand, like, certain things come up. And, you know, definitely with my comedy because it's definitely here and there. And I think sometimes when people see me, especially as, like, a big black woman, they expect certain things. I'm very bold and confident in what I, what I do in my comedy. I've been doing it for a long time, and it is a long hustle, and I'm very proud of myself. Um, I've, you know, had to push myself in the spots. I got booed on Showtime at the Apollo. Oh, my you got God. got booed at the Apollo? Oh, they what? booed what me happened? so bad. Okay, so <laughs> I decided to do um, the amateur hour. Mm -hmm. So you got, like, literally three minutes you go up there. I came out there looking like a nerd, and I, my first joke was something about, you know, everybody got roaches. I don't know. I was just trying to relate to them. It was Harlem. And, um, but I grew up in an upper-middle-class family from Maryland, so I don't really know about roaches, yeah, like, to be funny. honest with you. Yeah. So I'm just playing, you know, part of it was me not being real with myself. Right. So I just said roaches. They didn't feel the authenticity from yeah. me, and they just started booing. They that hate New York me. City boo different. Oh, yeah, it is different. Especially in Apollo. That's different. It comes different. from the toes, not even the soul. Like, <laughs> the toes and then I remember I was so disoriented I didn't know what to do I was just like my heart was breaking and I remember they said don't walk this way because this way is for winners then losers gotta go that way Damn. and I walked this way to the winners to the winners and do you know they made me walk back over? No. And, and I said, no. I said, no, I don't have to. Listen to me stay here forever. They were like, no, you got to go back. So when I walked back over, they booed me as I walked back no. over the stage. I said, what? What's going on? So now I'm a good Christian girl from Maryland. Why would you do this to me? So now we're in a holding area down with all the people. And, and now nobody wants to talk to you. So one of the PAs is like, I can take you up through the side so you don't have to sit down here and be uncomfortable. As I start to walk up the theater, people start noticing who I am walking through the theater, and they start booing me again. <laughs> so much so that they had to restart the other act that was on because it was like these long boos going up the damn stairs. Oh my God. So now I'm devastated. I'm devastated. Now I just want to get the hell up out of here. I want to get. I want to get out. So now I put my coat on. I'm going outside. I remember it was snowing outside, so I had a coat and had a hood. I put this hood on. So now I'm sitting. I'm cr like, yes. I'm like, oh. my roommate. They came. Everybody. I had never felt so low in my life, and I'm like, what the hell am I going to do? Like, I, I, my heart was broken. So the, this PA was there, and he he saw that I was devastated. So he was like, where are you going? Where? And at the time, I lived on um, 72nd between 2nd and 3rd. So he was like, I'll take the train down with you to your stop wow. and make sure that you're okay. He left the Apollo and everything. Well, we were done. By, by that time, oh, we were done. done. So okay. everybody was kind of clearing up. He was just checking to see what was. So now we get on the train. He's innocently talking to me about, like, what do you think happened? Because, you know, you were funny all day. You're such a sweet girl. And there were three dudes next to us. That were like, oh, you talking about the Apollo? We just left Apollo. He's like, yeah, you know, she was on the show. And I don't think he did that maliciously. I just think in conversation. They just like, on the train. Come on. They, the guy pulled my hat back and said, <laughs> oh, yo, that's shorty. And all I remember, the guy said, you know what? Matter of fact, boo. Oh, and he man. booed me. And his boy started booing me. Other people was on the train. They, start, they started booing me so hard. <laughs> That people were coming on the train like, what? oh, we're going to another car. Like, That's crazy. they booed me all the way. It was still two people booing me on my way to 68th Street. That can't college. be real. That is real as I don't oh, know man. damn what. Yamanika, you don't even know what you just did to yourself. Everywhere you go after this interview. It's going to be booed. Boo! Boo!
They better not, you better not do it to me. I'm gonna start carrying the gas, okay? Because I can't do it, Lord. All right, we have more with comedian Yamanika Saunders. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We have Yamanika Saunders in the building. Now, they're getting booed in the Apollo. Did that discourage you? I wanted to quit. After that, I was like, I can't mm. do this. It, it's nothing like somebody feeling like people hate you. Right. That's a whole different thing. And I think sometimes... And that was before social media. Now we sure, get it every day. Now, and you get it every day. And I think people Damn. don't understand when you... When you're attacking an artist or you're hating on an artist, this is somebody that really has put their life. You know, I've dedicated my life to doing stand-up. I started doing stand-up when I was 16 years old. So this is my whole life. So now, when you say you don't like me and I'm not worthy, what the hell else am I going to do? So I was really lost. I was depressed and everything. How'd you and, bounce back? Well, I'll never forget my grandmother. She said, you know, you have to do what God told you to do. You have to be yourself. You have to show people who you are. And really inside of me, there is this prim proper woman, but there's a down inside me that want to get out. And I let her out. You understand? Like, I let her be free and see all the things that are in my mind. And I just want to connect with people. Not everybody has to like me. That's and that's fact. what I've learned. Right. But the people that do like me, I hope that I get to a point where they can see me and we can fellowship together. I don't think a lot of people understand the depression level of comics. Like, they just think there's clowns that are going on stage, making people laugh. They're, a lot of those jokes come from pain and hurt and isolation and being in your mind. Mm -hmm. And some of the only times that we really get happy is when we're on stage telling our jokes. That's why they call it Tears of a Clown. I was talking to uh, D.L. Hughley yesterday and D.L. was saying how he started to go to therapy and the reason he stopped going was because it was working. And he was like, I don't <laughs> yeah. want he was like, I don't want to lose that pain. You know what I'm saying? That trauma. Cause that's yeah. what makes me feel like that's what makes him funny. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. I mean, I am in therapy because um How long well, you, you know, been how long you been in therapy? Um, we've been a year now together. Yeah, it's dope. Yeah. I've been with my therapist for like a year. I feel clean. I feel clean. I feel but I understand what DL was saying. Like yeah. you don't wanna lose the cause we go and we talk about things that are like you know, the problems that we're experiencing and we don't want to lose that because we've worked it all out in the process of therapy. Right. Yeah. I think it helps I think it helps us to explain things better. I mean I'm not a comedian, but like it helps me to organize. You're the very chaos funny better. though. You could be a comedian. Nah, that's too much pressure. Why? Because I don't want to get booed at the Apollo. <laughs> that's too have you have you went back and done the Apollo since I never go back there. <laughs> never never <laughs> that log. Okay, but I, I will right, say yeah. this. That's why I always respect artists who, like, I'll never try to diss somebody for their art and say that they're whack or terrible because I know it takes a lot. Well, I really appreciate that. And, you know, sometimes I have people who come up to me and say, I think what you're doing is so hard and it's so tough. And then I go, you know, there's something in me that wants to do that. That's something that God has given me. And I just hope that everybody finds what God has given them. So how would you handle a booing now? I mean, I would hope, let's not promote this booster. Oh, you know how crazy Yamanika. people are. And they're like, Charlamagne said, how dare me? You know the best club? Hey, bam, bitch. No, 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 no. There's just a camera. It ain't no boo bitch time, okay? Try it if you want to. I know the Lord, and I also know Thor, okay? <laughs> you never told us why that white man was so good. Oh, child. <laughs> You, and let me tell you something. Charlamagne, look at this white guy's <laughs> boy. All right. Let me tell you something. Wait, 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 wait. I still disclaimer. I still love black men. But listen, you know, I didn't think he was going to be able to do anything because you know, like his 
And no, I don't want to disrespect white guys, but like hear that white guy swag, like hi, everybody, like here, you know. <laughs> so yeah, he's like, he's like, I, you know, he he did say I want to taste you though, and I was like, okay, that's that's the thing you want to hear, okay? Okay. So he starts to go down and everything like that, and I'm like, you know, I'm like sitting there, like you know, uncomfortable. You know when you don't, you know, sometimes guys don't do it right. So you're like, ugh. I'm you not know? sure, yeah. Yeah. So he's like, he's starting to go down, I'm like, ugh, uh, uh, oh, ooh, ah. <laughs> Yes! It's like my face changed. I was like, oh my God, it's the most amazing thing. You know what it was? The dedication he studied. White guys are very studious. Mm. I think he got an encyclopedia. <laughs> you know, they like take notes, they go. And then it's like he had it all in precision. It was like an assembly line of just like, and it wasn't quick. It was like, you know, long. I don't know if it's because he was enjoying it because I have a, a big vagina. But it was, it just wasn't a few seconds. Did it you, was a long time. Did you a thousand percent. Okay. Yes. Wow. Yeah. He did yeah. He did all the bodega moves. <laughs> all the bodega moves. He just was wearing like polo at the time. Did <laughs> but you he kiss did him all after? The moves. He wanted to kiss the whole time. Did you get fed up with black men? That's why you just... No, no. She had one good experience with a white man. That's this all. This came... I'm not fed up with black men. It's not a big deal. It's just... This is... You know, this is... A, you a know, thing. The thing. We That's just, all. you know, had a thing and... It was uh, it was very refreshing, but I also I think sometimes I talk a lot about sex. It took me a long time to have sex. Are you really good at masturbating? You know, I'm very into with my body, and I, I I like love my body. I think women at all age and size and stuff should appreciate being a woman and the beauty that it takes to be a woman and your body. Mm -hmm. And I'm very tuned in my, in my body and my sexiness. And I'm with guys who also appreciate my body and my sexiness, which allows me to be free. You think women should be patient when it comes to like waiting for men to grow up and get their lives together like you ever dated a mixtape rapper or something <laughs> a rapper. i probably was a mixtape rapper in a relationship i mean listen you have to make an assessment as a woman the value of the man right and how long you think it's going to take him if you're with the guy and it's like he doesn't have his stuff together and it's not going to happen anytime soon get rid of him why would you waste your life and your time if it's meant to be he will come around at the time that he mm -hmm. needs to come around um and i think a lot of women do wait that's the only reason why i wouldn't promote it because women don't I'll tell you this. In 2017, I did no 2017. Because really? I did. It was my hashtag. And the reason why I did it is because I kept dealing with the same type of boy. Mm -hmm. And then I would get upset because I'm dealing with this like, and how can he do that? And then it was like, no, y'all, something is going on with you that you need to make an assessment. You need to clear men out for a second and figure out what's going on and start to learn yourself and love yourself. And through that process of a year, and actually it went on for uh, uh, to up until homeboy, the white man. Yeah, he broke it. But um, <laughs> I learned, like I really learned myself, and I realized that there was certain energy that I needed to attract because I was mm. attracting the wrong energy because right. I had the wrong energy inside me. And I think not just women, but men can do that too. I think a lot of times people get into relationships because they're empty, they're hurting, mm -hmm. and it's tough to be alone. But you gotta start to learn to love that alone time mm -hmm. and learn to love that time where you're getting to know yourself because you want a person to come into your life that is going to be a part of you, but that you don't need to sustain yourself. You have mm. to be whole yourself and not think somebody else is going to complete who you are. Absolutely. Basically. And we appreciate you for joining us. Yes, and Thanks I just, for having I, me. I just, just get ready for all the booze that's going to be in your Instagram. Oh, that is no. And I'm going to send them page. all to you, honey. Yeah, you thought he was nice, Yamanika. He is nice, but you know he what? He's going to take them booze, too. Okay? <laughs> I, just, I just think it's funny. What I would really like to happen <laughs> is for you to give to the white man and then he boos you just because. <laughs> 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 just 
to be funny. It's <laughs> Yamanika Saunders. It's oh, give me your Twitter and stuff, Yamanika. Oh, yes. It's at Yamanika, Y-A-M-A-N-E-I-K-A. Thank you. And The Degenerates is on Netflix right now. That's yes. right. All right, well, let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. Now, Yamanika says she gave up penis for over a year. She definitely says she gave up sex for a year. All right, so we're asking, have you ever given up sex, and well, how long was it for, and why? Well, you know, everybody, well, I'm not going to say everybody, but you got some people on social media, they doing something called No November. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's the same thing. Yeah, well, that didn't work out for me. I already... Uh, I've given up sex before, though. Me too. I gave up sex back in like 2003, 2004, because I was doing youth ministry at Muhammad Moss number 38 in Columbia, South Carolina. So I, get, I I wasn't having sex. I wasn't drinking. I wasn't smoking. I wasn't doing nothing. And me and my girl had broke up. So what I was trying to do was be the man that I know she wanted me to be. Right. How did that end up? Um, I did it for a while. I did it for like a year, and then like um, what what made me break out of it was I didn't I didn't purposely break out of it, but I had a very weak moment where I got drunk, and then me I had a, a menage a trois with two young ladies. Oh, yes. Uh, was that the same time that you were on your knees uh, masturbating? No, it wasn't. No. I, wasn't I, I just specifically no. said I had sex with two young ladies. What you right. talking about? You bring it back to me with my penis in my hand. All right, I'm just asking. Come on, get that out your head. Just ask it. I, me, myself, was, you know, after your wife has a baby, she can't. you can't have sex for what, five weeks, six weeks? Six weeks. That's the only time I stop. I haven't had sex. But, but anyway. That's not, but that's not, you didn't make that decision on purposely on your own, sir. Well, I didn't have sex. That was the question. Are you saying you could have cheated, but you didn't? <laughs> no, I'm not playing with you. 800-585-1051. Have you given up sex? Call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, Yamanika Saunders, comedian, just joined us. And she was telling us that she gave up penis for a year. Well, first of all, salute to Yamanika, and we're going to have a petty party in Yamanika's mentions all day. I just want y'all to go to Yamanika's Instagram page and put boo all day long. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I've given up sex before. I gave up sex when I was doing youth ministry at uh, Muhammad Moss number 38 in Columbia, South Carolina, back in, like, 03, 04. I don't remember the exact year. And, like, me and my, my, my now wife had broken up. So I was trying to uh, be the man that I know she wanted me to be, so I wasn't sleeping with no other women. Okay. I wasn't drinking. I wasn't smoking. What about for like, masturbation? For like a whole year. On your knees? I don't remember. I probably did masturbate, but I don't remember. Mm. Only time I did was uh, when my wife had, uh, every time my wife has a kid, you're not allowed to have sex for five to six weeks. That's, the that's only time. when you masturbated on your knees. <laughs> I did not masturbate on my knees, man. No. That's the only time I gave up sex. Now let's, uh, line three, I don't know this person's name. What's your name? Belita. You gave up sex for seven years? I did, I did. What's wrong with your vag? Oh, absolutely nothing. This is pride. The reason I got a, uh, gave up sex was my ex of almost 20 years uh, was cheated on me, had a whole different situation going on. A whole other family. Yeah, over in Jamaica. And I, I had to protect myself. I left. And I just never trust anybody else again. Every time somebody even attempts to talk to me, I just see this bubble over their head saying, lie, lie. Wow. <laughs> so you was traumatized, basically. You know what? I guess I am a little traumatized. Have you had sex yet? Yeah, what got you out of your D drought? You know what? People spend a lot of money on toys. All you need, all, all you women out there that did stop having sex, get you a good shower head, and you're going to be all right. So, oh, so wait a minute, you still not you having still sex? You still ain't have sex. I'm not having sex. I'm good. I can take care of me. Oh my <laughs> God. Who is this man? There you go. Who is this man that we need to go have arrested for traumatizing you this bad? Scared you away from all penises? His name is. Oh, I would. I would. 
<laughs> all right. Thank you, Mama. Have a good day, baby. Don't let him scare you away from all penises, though. Jeez, seven Jesus years. Christ. Hello, Tony. Yo, what's up, man? You gave up sex, bro? Yeah, just for a little bit, man. Just for a little bit. How long? It's been it's been about two months, but, you know, I'm working on three right now. Why? What, what STD did you catch that you oh, had to boy. fall back for a second? Uh, Just to empower myself, man, and, you know, focus on more and getting money in my business, my brand. You know what I'm saying? When I be when I be having sex, bro, I feel like it's a distraction. I feel like I get comfortable. <laughs> you right, though. I feel like I get too comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Nah, you so, right. So, you give it, so how long are you giving it up for? Let's say, man, look, and when my, uh, look, when my money get right and my business get right, man, then I'm going to be knocking something down in H-Town. But until then, uh, you know, it's on hold. Hey, I, I respect that. Take all that extra energy to the gym. You probably can bench press 300 pounds right <laughs> More now. More than that, man. Right now, boy. Just, hey, I'm, I'm thinking 350, man. I'm thinking <laughs> Hey. All right. I feel bad for the girl that's, that's, that comes after that one, boy. Because, whoo. You sound like you want some of that. <laughs> nah. Save some of that for me next time I'm in Houston. I didn't see that. See, what well, you just you just making stuff up. What's the moral of the story? The moral of the story is I don't have no problem with people taking me time. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know who said sex is the end-all, be-all. Sometimes you got to take a step back and focus on your spiritual and your mental, and that helps, that helps you be emotionally stronger. Right. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to get on your knees and just handle yourself. Listen, I'm, y'all not going to uh, shame me about f***ing off on my knees. Right? I didn't say nothing. All right, well... When we come back, we got your rumors. We got to talk about this Hawaiian-based singer that's giving away 24K in meals. Man, shut up. That sounded horrible. <laughs> My God. All right, rumors when we come back. Keep it locked. This is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor has it. On The Breakfast Club. So listen up. Let's start off with some great news. Shout out to Bruno Mars. Now, he's about to end his uh, 24K Magic World Tour. He's going to end it with providing 24,000 meals to residents in Hawaii. Okay. Just in time for Thanksgiving. Of course, he's uh, from Hawaii, and that's what he's doing to give back. So, shout to him, man. Let's drop, drop one of Clues Bombs for Bruno Mars. This is that time of year where everybody starts doing their uh, turkey drives and, and, and turkey giveaways. I got, I got mine this Saturday in Monk's Corner, South Carolina at Berkeley High School. Yeah, we actually did a rally over the weekend. Kind of, we did it a little different. We did a rally, got a, a bunch of friends with, with dope cars, and we all put in money and, and raised a, a ton of money to give to the homeless in New York City. So we're going to be doing that. So shout out to everybody that was involved in that rally, yeah. PC, and why we had a great time. That's, I'm glad you're giving money, too. I saw somebody, I saw a, a video going viral this weekend. This dude was like, we don't want y'all turkeys this year. Some dude with gold TV was like, come through like Drake with the bag and pass out some money. I'm going to tell you something, man. Them old people in my town, they love getting them free turkeys. They love Absolutely. that they can save a few dollars by not having to uh, pay for no birds this week. So I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Absolutely. And congratulations to Amanda Seals. Drop one of the clues bombs for the family. Okay, Amanda Seals, damn it. Now she's going to be uh, making her own uh, special debut, her comedy special debut on HBO this year. Yes, it's called. Or next year, I should say. Next year. It's called, it'll be, be out in January. It's called I'll Be Knowing. Mm-hmm. Uh, drop on the clues bonds for Amanda Seals. I'm, I'm so happy for her. All right, now we have audio of her, I guess, spilling the news. To I Be Knowing. Amanda Seals is self-made. She did it her way, and now HBO is doing the right thing. I don't know when the last time I was actually excited for an HBO comedy special. Like, Netflix been killing their ass, but HBO went and got someone fresh, someone that is uh, uh, of the culture now, and uh, I salute them for that. So Absolutely. Drop one of the clues bombs for Amanda Seals. Congratulations to Amanda. 
Now, also, Future and Wendy Williams got into it last week. Now, Wendy Williams was talking about Future and all the babies ha- that he has, and this is what she said. Once upon a time, there was a man named Future, and Future has a lot of babies' mothers. Case in point. Oh. Future allegedly, first of all, is expecting his fifth child with number five. Look, he's got a 16-year-old with Jessica, and then India has a nine-year-old with him. Brittany's got his five-year-old son. And of course, Future Junior is with Sierra, but Sierra fled the scene and Future Junior now has a new father. Well, Future responded. He posted a picture of himself and he said, thank God I'm richer than Wendy Williams. Well, let me tell you something. When I saw that uh, caption, I was like, no, you're not. And Future got money, but... When you, that daytime talk show money is a different kind of bread, bro. Well, then Shade Room posted, uh, I guess, Wendy Williams' net worth and Future's net worth, and it says Wendy Williams' net worth is $60 million and Future's net worth is $30 million. Yeah, she got a daytime talk show, okay? That daytime money is different. When you got, got Dr. Phil, Wendy Williams, Dr. Oz, Ellen, Oprah money... Oprah don't do daytime no more, but you know what I'm saying. Right. Come on, man. That's a different type of bread, bro. Now, he also responded and said, that's Cap, plus no, she's not. 60 years older than me. <laughs> how, how old is Future? I don't know. When yeah, ain't in our hundreds? No, Future about, what, 30? Yeah, when in our 50s. Uh-huh. All I'm saying is that daytime talk show money different, all right? Just because they're not riding around in uh, big-ass Bugattis with jewelry, oh, all no. the jewelry oh, in the got world it. on. Oh, yes, they are. Oh yeah, they do. Yes, they well, they got a bunch of cars and yeah, there's a whole that, lot of jewelry. That's true, but I'm just talking just about. See I'm just talking about in general throughout the whole landscape of daytime television. Okay, just, don't think just because you got a, a watch worth a million dollars that you got more money than Doctor Phil. Knock it off. All, All right. right, you don't got more than Wendy. You don't got more than Doctor Oz. That daytime money different, bro. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. Now, Shalabang. Yes. Who are you giving that donkey to? Listen, man, I want to talk about white people in Mississippi eating black people. Mm-hmm. That's historically what I always thought. Say what? For years, I always thought that white people in Mississippi actually ate black people. And um, this story for after the hour kind of reconfirms my suspicions. Oh, boy. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Continue the adventure with Newt Scamander as he teams up with Albus Dumbledore. He's stopping the dark wizard Grindelwald's plans to divide the wizarding world. Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. In theaters, November 16th, rated PG-13. Charlemagne, say the gang, dunk it under Charlemagne. You are a donkey. Ah! It's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day does not discriminate. I might not have the song of the day, but I got the donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, <laughs> hit me with the heat. Yeah, it's the breakfast club, bitches. Who's donkey of the day today? Wow, Ed Sheeran. Uh, donkey of the day for Monday, November 12th, goes to Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith. Now, if you don't know who that is, let me put you on game. Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith is the first woman to represent Mississippi in Congress after she was appointed in April to re- replace Thad Cochran, uh, a Republican senator who was forced to step down because of health problems. Now, on November 27th, she will be in a runoff with Democrat Mike Epsey, a black man, uh, not to be confused with comedian Mike Epps, and this runoff will determine who will serve the remaining two years of Cochran's term because neither candidate was able to win more than 50% of the vote on November 6th. Now, Senator Hyde-Smith received our celebrity-in-chief Donald Trump's endorsement. He's been very vocal in his support for her. In August, he tweeted that she is strong 
on issues such as job creation and his proposed sovereign border wall. He added, uh, Cindy has voted for our agenda in the Senate 100% of the time and has my complete and total endorsement. She's always had my back, and a vote for Cindy is a vote for me. We need her to win Mississippi. Uh, drop on the clues bombs for Mississippi. I will admit, if it wasn't for David Banner and Big Crit, I wouldn't rock with Mississippi at all. Why? Because I saw that American horror story called Mississippi Burning when I was a child. Uh, you don't remember that movie? Remember that movie? No. Where the two FBI agents were in Mississippi investigating the disappearance of three civil rights workers in the whole town. The local police and the KKK was like, y'all get the hell from around here now. All right, that movie was based off a true story. And I had it in my mind back then that white people literally ate black people in Mississippi. In my mind, I thought that if you were black and you went to Mississippi, not only was you good as dead, but you would end up the primary meat on a sandwich. Mm. I truly believed that in Mississippi, BLT stood for bacon, lettuce, and Tyrone. So when I heard these <laughs> comments that Senator Smith made, I wasn't surprised. It just reinforced everything I thought about Mississippi to begin with. Now, this audio was a little hard to hear because the train was coming. God was trying to drown out these evil words. But I'll play it for you and then translate what Senator Smith said. Let's hear it. Hold on, this train going by. Okay, it was what? hard. It was hard to make out because of the train. Let me hear it again, just the way it was. Let me hear that one. Let me hear it. Here. Hold on, this train going by. Okay, one more time for the people in the back. Let's isolate it just a little. Let's see. Hear me. What they say? Play it one more time. If you still don't know what Senator Hyde Smith said, she said, if he invited me to a public hanging, I'd be on the front row. She said that for real? P play it again. If he invited me to a public hanging, I'd be on the front row. Damn. Uh, I repeat, it's 2018, and Senator Hyde Smith said, if he invited me to a public hanging, I'd be on the front row. Now, I am a Marvel Comics fanatic. So when a Marvel movie comes out, it's an event, right? A perfect example. Remember uh, this past February when Black Panther dropped? You know what I mean? Remember when Black Panther dropped early this year? And yep. everyone was in costume, going to see it. Remember how much of an event that was? Mm -hmm. That's how public lynchings used to be, right? <laughs> Entertainment and a way to terrorize and control black people. But Mississippi has an extreme history of lynching. See, right before they barbecued black people in Mississippi, right before they put you on the grill, they would lynch you. Okay, I don't know why, uh, because it's a known fact that meat that died scared tastes terrible, but they would lynch us. And when a state has the history of racism and hangings that Mississippi has, you can't just write that off as just a figure of speech. Right, the NAACP showed that nearly one-eighth of the 4,743 lynchings between 1882 and 1968 that occurred in the 90 United States uh, were in Mississippi, I believe, Okay. All I know is they like to taste the black people in Mississippi. That's all I'm trying to say. A lot of people get hung in Mississippi. And now Senator Smith released a statement that said that her remark was an exaggerated expression of regard. Mm -mm -mm. And any attempt to turn this into a negative connotation is ridiculous. She said that her remark was an exaggerated expression of regard. And any attempt to turn this into a negative connotation is ridiculous. So it's ridiculous for people to be upset that a senator in Mississippi in 2018 says she wants to attend a public lynching. That's crazy. Well, as if, as if I needed another reason other than Mississippi burning to never, ever visit Mississippi. Please let Kathy Griffin handle my white work. Please give this giant jar of mail the biggest hee-haw. Mm -mm -mm. All right. 
All right, well, thank you for that donkey today. It's 2018, though. I just want y'all to remember that. It is. Okay. Now, when we come back, we're going to kick it with ex-NBA player Sebastian Telfair. Now, he is from New York. He is cousin to Stephon Marbury. Got busy, went straight from high school to the league. He went to like seven, eight different teams and just never popped off. Well, when we come back, we're going to talk to him, see what happens. He's uh, He was arrested and found a, a couple of guns in his car recently. So we're going to talk to him when we come back. All right, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, sir. A New York legend, Sebastian Telfair. What's up, sir? Yo, what's Welcome. good? What's Wait, good? let's be clear. Let's be clear. A Brooklyn legend. Okay, yes. you he's can't a New York legend. You gotta say Brooklyn. Uh, break yeah. down. Let's break down some of the backstory. Now, Sebastian Telfair is from Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the nicest ball players we've seen point guard come out of uh, Brooklyn. He's cousins to Stephon Marbury. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he went straight from high school into the NBA. Straight from high school to the league. He uh, his games used to attract everybody from Derek Jeter to Jay Z to college recruits to Steve Stout. Steve Stout to NBA recruits, and he decided to go straight to the league. When he got to the league, it didn't pop off like many expected him to do. LeBron said you were next up, even, and you were cool with with Jay-Z. A lot of things um, didn't turn out how you thought, so you don't do a lot of interviews. No, I ain't have much to talk about before. Yes, you you did. Uh, (laughs) Just the the time in in the middle of your career, um, it wasn't the time, to tell you the truth. Like, the way my life started going, it's like a movie. So let's start from the beginning. Now you're from Brooklyn. You you know from the Coney Island project. Yes, sir. Uh, the hood, mom. hood, the hood, hood. Shout out to Coney Island. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Coney Island. Single mom, barely had enough money to buy sneakers. Right. And you seen your your older cousin make it to the league. Yes. And that got you into playing basketball. How many brothers do you have? Um, five brothers. Five brothers. So tell it's, us, it's ten of us. Now tell us how it was growing up in Coney Island and seeing your brother, I mean your cousin, being so successful and how you got into basketball and grinding um, so hard. But Coney Island is all about basketball. His, uh, Stephon, who y'all talking about, my cousin, Stephon Marbury, his brothers, you know, they started, they the foundation of the basketball in Coney Island. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, Coney Island, like every other neighborhood in New York, where it's kind of alive and crazy, mm-hmm. ain't much going on. And uh, my cousin Stephon, craziest thing about him, seeing him succeed the way he did, it gave us our outlet. To start playing ball, he was the first one where you see him pull up with everything. He got a car, that, he got a he, he life. Was extra. Like, yes, you know, and he was extra. extra like, you know, he, he was extra. He's had 10 cars, 10 chains, 10 this. Like, he was extra, extra with it. Fact. So, but that was a good example from us. For mm-hmm. us. Uh, not the flashiness of it, but the fact that we see somebody that looked like us that's successful. Made it out. So, and then, you know, it came through ball. So, we was all on the block, like, let's hoop. Mm-hmm. There was even a legendary game in the neighborhood where you actually were in high school and you played Stephon Marbury yeah. while he was in the NBA. One on one, and you beat him. How you know about that? We know we do our homework, man. We know they got so many YouTube articles. They got so many YouTube okay. documentaries. They have about a you. real documentary <laughs> through the fire about you. But I mean, in Brooklyn, I think everybody knew who Sebastian Telfair was. Yeah, shout out Steph. Shout out Steph, man. Steph, uh, he's the big homie, you know, and uh, he's my role model. He's the reason why I'm standing right here right now. But oh, see, so I still got a relationship. Oh, His absolutely. Okay. That's family, so no matter what's going on, you know, he's going to be a, a part of what's going on in my life. You said you was going to be better than him, too. Uh, like, I'm going to be better than You're supposed uh, to feel that way, though. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> you know, Facts. Now, what happened when you got into the league? Because it, it never took off like it was supposed to. Um, A lot happened. A lot happened. But to tell you the truth, my, my dream and my goal was to get out of my projects. You know, I wanted the shirt to match the sneakers, and you mm-hmm. know, I wanted to get my moms out of the projects and all that stuff. So when I got to the NBA, it was just a lot of factors that just hit me at the same time where I wasn't the same person I was in high school going into the NBA. 
Um, was it the, the pressure? Because they, they expected you to be the next... No, no pressure. Pro, like super-duper all-star. No, 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 zero pressure. It was all about being strategic and the moves that we needed to make, and we didn't do that. And my whole community backed me. So when I got to the NBA, it was like, I was at everyone, you know... Whatever y'all wanted out of me, my attention, my money, whatever, I was giving it. Did anybody try to discourage you from going straight from high school into the NBA? Um, no. <laughs> well, you were supposed to money. go to college, though. You were supposed to play for Rick Pitino in Louisville, right? Yeah. He and definitely tried to discourage you. Um, I don't know. I, I, that seems to be a good thing. A lot of people saying going to college is a good thing, but it's not for everybody, and I'm definitely happy I made the decision to go pro. Do you, you don't regret not going to college at all? Absolutely not. But wasn't it like one, didn't something happen in your projects that made you decide to really do it? Somebody got killed or something like that? Um, You know, Coney Island, that was going on in my life a lot. You know, some of my friends was getting killed in the streets and things like that. But that played the small part. Um, the goal I set to get out of my projects, take care of my mom, be able to take care of myself. I set that goal when I was eight, nine years old. So um, my whole environment, you know, made me who I am to, you know, want to go to the NBA and change my environment. So I feel like you got those first checks. You got your first NBA checks. Right. You got that Adidas check, and then you tried to save the whole projects. Uh, my cousin Zachy, shout out to Zachy Stefan, little bro. He said I got my money. It was like, fuck everything. <laughs> that, that's how he looked at it, you know yeah. what I'm saying, outside looking in. But um, I really don't know. It was, it was just a lot of things happening around me, really nothing to do with basketball. It was things happening around me. Uh. The energy of, you know, friends and family, you mm -hmm. know, being a breadwinner, everyone expecting you to take care of them. And uh, me being, you know, you know, how, you know, envy or icy and all that, you step in, they see that. they like, I want a chain too. Mm -hmm. And I want the same chain you got. So, you know, that, I battled a little bit with that, but time was going to take care of that, you know. Mm -hmm. And also, they didn't wow. have the things in place like what they have now, right, where they kind of educate you about... Yeah, but you had, people, you had people. You had people that came before you. You had Steph. You had... You knew LeBron was a, 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 a guy of yours. Like, you had people that came before you. Um, I had Stephon and Jay in my life at the time. Jay-Z? Right there going mm -hmm. in from sure. high school to the NBA. Mm -hmm. And um, some of the things that we were speaking about that uh, played the part in my career that really don't have nothing to do with basketball, it was things like these two, you know, these, these two guys in the relationship they had between each other when they supposed to have been there helping me. And, you know. They didn't get along with each other. Yeah. JG and Stephon, my brother? Yeah. I can see that. No, Jay threw, I think Jay threw Steph's name in a couple of uh, raps, and then Steph was mad about that, and, and Steph responded, don't put my name in your mouth. You don't remember those, those, those issues? Mm. So, so what, Jay what stopped messing with you because him and Steph fell out? Um, not, not necessarily, but it was just a lot of that type of energy. It would help me a lot better if they was close friends. Mm -hmm. me, me and Jay was stuck like this. Me and Steph, his family, and stuck like this. It would have just took me to places where you wouldn't be able to ask me a question like that if, you know, who was saying this and that about... Mm -hmm. You know the moves that make um, when I when I got to the NBA, it was just unfortunate for me. Now you got in the league, and you know it was, it was at first it was tough for you when you got to Portland. You didn't start right away. You had to prove yourself, and then you finally proved yourself, and they gave you the starting position. What happened from there? The the timing of everything, I really feel like they should have handed me the ball once I soon I got there and see what happens. Um, I started the last half of my first season. Last 23 games, I think it was, or 28 yeah. games, yeah. And if you, you look at them numbers right there, you could take them numbers for a whole season, I'd be in the rookie of the year talk. Mm -hmm. So um, just how it pan planned out at the time. And then you, you, you left Portland. And wh why did they cried. Portland? I cried. You cried? Yeah. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I was, I'm from Brooklyn. I'm from Coney Island. So my family, like today, they stuck in Coney Island. They mm -hmm. stuck in Brooklyn. So it's like, I got drafted to the furthest team possible. 
Yeah, okay, no one could draft me further right, right, Portland, right, right, so And your right. mom like, couldn't come, right? Your dad she, They could come, but they wasn't really into that It was like, you know Damn, they wasn't into it? Nah, you, not, not if I was up the block How did the other teammates treat you? Because you were so young Um, Having having the attention I had coming in mm-hmm. You know, uh, Dita contract, the movie, book and all that type of stuff And being from New York And I don't think I got guys to... Uh, team up with me to help me to feel like you know let's go into court and play hard for this guy Mm -hmm. a lot of guys couldn't get past like my parents when I got there it was like man who this guy think he is Mm -hmm. and then you went to Boston yes and how was everything in Boston Shout out Boston. Boston was terrible for me for my career. Though. <laughs> Shout out Boston. Boston was terrible. New Yorkers don't like Boston though, for a number of reasons. The I Red don't Sox. know. The Patriots, baby. What happened in Boston? As far as playing in Boston and everything on the court, my first two, three years, it was I had no problem. Mm-hmm. I was doing perfectly fine. And I got to Boston. There was a bunch of young guys with that same energy the old guys had in Portland. It was like, um, I'm gonna be cooler with this guy because he drops the Escalade. The guy that got the Bentley is like, I ain't. Mm-hmm. Setting a hard screen for him. I'm not. I couldn't get them to really come with me. Yeah, mm-hmm. with you, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. We have more with former NBA player Sebastian Telfair. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We have former NBA player Sebastian Telfair in the building. Yeah. Now let's go back to this Adidas deal because you did have that deal, right? Facts. And then what happened? Because nobody's really spoken. Was there a morality clause? Like, why was it that that Adidas deal went away? Oh, too much action. Too much going on. So you got caught with guns. Uh, yeah. And that's also say allegedly. <laughs> I mean, this I don't is, know. You could have to go to court in December. That's not <laughs> you. I don't know what you mean. No, this is before that. This is the first one. This is the first one. Oh, okay, okay. Right. And um, so was there a morality clause in the contract that they were able to say, okay, we're not doing this anymore? I don't know what was in the contract, but I know that I lost the uh, 20 million in one night and I didn't fight for it. Wow. Now, that was the night where they said that you had a bag and you put a, a, a loaded weapon on a, the team plane. No. Only reason you know about that because um, a teammate of mine must have said something. That incident came out five months after, and um, we was on a private plane coming from Portland, going to Boston, and I had my luggage, and um, I didn't get in trouble for that, though. That was an honest mistake. I had everything that they knew that was an honest mistake, so mm-hmm. that's not how the Adidas kind of trade. teammate told on you? Yeah. So I would have told on you, too, though. Oh, uh, you probably was. It was too much. It was too much sauce. I was in there smiling, having a good time. The flying spur outside, the movie coming. It was too much sauce. They were like, man, let's get this like guy. I don't like why'd you carry the, the gun around with you all the time like were you scared for was it fearful or was it PTSD scared? from being in the hood um no not really did I, you always feel like your life was in danger um yeah I mean that's kind of I could kind of say that safely like I'm a black man like you know looking yeah. as good as I look like yeah I'm in danger <laughs> but even in the NBA when you jumping off private planes with the team and everything like um just, I guess those are just bad decisions. I ain't need none of that. I was supposed to just been focusing on ball and uh, figure out how I get three hundred million. So what happened was you got pulled over. You were driving on a suspended license, speeding, and that's when they found the gun in the car. Yes, okay. that's the recent one. Or that's the old. That was the one with the Adidas deal. Okay. Right. So that's why Adidas was like, okay, and you didn't fight for that. Why didn't you fight for that? That's not well. That's not exactly what happened with the deal. Is that what happened was Justin's. Oh. That's what happened with the Adidas deal, and, and, and that was that. Right. Well, your chain, somebody snatched your chain, and uh, the story was on. You know, the news posted that your chain was snatched, and it was one of Fab's people's, and they you made ran a phone into Justin's. call, and then all of a sudden somebody came back letting off, and that's when Fab got shot. 
Are you a Fab cool, or, or you never spoke to him since? Then? Um, shout out Fab. Um, I, 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 we didn't get a chance to really uh, speak much. Um, and that's not exactly how the story, you know, saying went down. But Would that's you like to tell us? Or that's, that's still statute of limitations. No, no, really, that's ten years ago. Mm -hmm. I'm really off that energy. That's the type of energy, you know. what I'm saying while my career went the way it went. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like what I'm what I'm even doing at Justin's when we just paid 1.5 million to open Philippe Charles. Right. What I'm doing at Justin's. Original owners of Philippe's. Yes. That's what I'm doing so at Justin's. Oh, what you at Justin's? The food over there was better. Because everybody used to go to. Everybody Justin's. used to hang out at Justin's at, at that time. You That's know, right. you know, we want to support black, support yeah. black. Diddy you got the shop. It's all right though. I was in for one night for uh the play the Knicks. So we was just going to show some got love. You. Wrong place, wrong time. Tell you the truth. At really? what point do you do you? Cut the hood off, Sebastian, and say, you know what? Never. Never? Never, because because the, the hood need me. What about the, the hood mentality, then? The hood mentality, you've got to cut that off immediately, mm -hmm. when as soon as possible. Even if you're in the hood and you get an opportunity to, you know, get that out of you, you got to get it out of you, because all environments don't um, require you, you know, to act like that or have them type of things prepared to, for reactions. Now, how do you get to China? You, you you play ball in China. What made you go to China, and how was that experience? Uh, shout out my cousin Steph again. Mm -hmm. I was really, you know, same thing, following some of his lead. And China was a great, great experience for me. It was a time where I got to um, go refresh myself, get my mind together, you know, get God back in my life the uh, the way he needs to be in your life. Um, and also for the basketball part of it, you know, mm -hmm. China... I'm not sitting here today like, man, I wish I was in the NBA just because I went to China. Really? I got to go get my, you know what I'm saying? I you got it out of your system. Get it out of my system. Who won it? Come take the 70 ball real quick. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just prove to everything, my, to myself as far as um, if I just focus on ball, I'm good, which I didn't get an opportunity to do in the NBA. Like like I say, the NBA never got me. You know what I'm saying? I think China got a, a bit of me, but I was just there just to play ball and focus on myself. How many seasons did you play? Um, Two and a half. Why'd you leave China? Why'd you leave? I was done with it. Why didn't it blow up for you in China? Like how it did? Uh, it, it did. He left. Okay, he okay. was done. No, the truth was, <laughs> like I said about my career, is like, it's, it has nothing to do with me being a good basketball player or not. It has nothing to do with my height, anything, anything like that. It's just the side factors that just adds up to uh, my career being as bad as it was. I was in my my after my first year in China. I went over there. I took a team to the playoffs. I'd never been to the playoffs. Like they was loving me there. Mm -hmm. I got back to the states. Everyone giving me love, and I'm gonna sign a deal to go back to China, mm -hmm. right? So they offered me uh like ten million dollars, something like that, mm -hmm. for two three years. My luck so bad. What happens at the same time? OKC calls me. So like that one thing I've been looking for the whole time in the NBA calls me when the money is sitting there for me, mm -hmm. and I'm like. A team that's a playoff team, no matter what. I don't care who's off that team. That team Sheesh. going to the playoff. Who's on there then? Russell? Russ and KD. You don't got to mention nothing else. Yeah. So I called China, and I'm saying, uh, thank y'all. I'm so sorry, though. Damn. I'm coming back to the NBA. What they told me I was going to do. So um, I called China, and I was like, man, I can't do it. My agent talking to him, like, you know, I'm going to go play with OKC. They called me back. It was like $17 million. Wow. And you didn't go back. $17 million. And I was like, man, KD and Russ, fast, it's over. How much I mean, was they offering you? Like a million dollars? About $2 million. What Probably. would y'all do? I would went to China. China. <laughs> it, was a, it was a bad decision, and it had to do with just how the ball seems to roll out for me. Because I signed with OKC. I don't even remember that. Man, me either. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I signed with OKC. <laughs> I uh, go get in shape. I'm talking about tip-top six-pack dunking. Like, I'm so excited to be on this team. And before the season start, KD get injured, his foot. 
five games into the season, I'm like, all right, cool. I still got Westbrook. I still got one of the top five players in the right. NBA. He up fakes, come down, breaks his hand. So the first conversation I had with OKC is the only problem we have with you, Phoenix Sun said, if you don't play, you're going to be a problem for us. And I said, Westbrook going to be playing. I'm going to be sitting there chilling. When y'all need me, I'm going to be there. I went from that to starting. I would, I would think you would like that, but I mean, I understand the yeah. pressure. But, but, but he's not a, now. It's not a playoff team. He's playing by himself. Yeah, 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 yeah. And also now I got no two of the top basketball players in the world on my team, and now I got the guys that play with them. And no disrespect to them, but when you playing with guys that um, that's that good, they need to play with role players. Because they just yeah, give you the ball. Yeah, they give yeah. you the ball. So I'm now I'm out there with the ball the whole time. Like <laughs> y'all would just tell me, don't even expect the ball. So I end up getting cut. For the wow. first time in my career with that situation. And that was like, that was the end of my career, to tell you the truth. Do you think your life played out the way it was supposed to? Um, my life's still going on. I don't know. What's the plan now? Is it to really be an artist and do music? And that's yes. going to be your first priority? Yes. My first priority right now is is doing music. That's my um, that's my passion. That's my love. The album is coming out. Um, Hopefully this Thanksgiving right here. Oh, wow. It's, that's called, it's called Take Two. Yes, yeah, sir. Take Two. Makes sense. All right. Well, it's Sebastian Telfair. It's The Breakfast Club. Come on. Yeah. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk our chocolate thunder, our Black Bay. It's about time. What's going on? Yeah. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Now, tonight, Charlemagne will be doing a live session with Dr. Jess. Now, what is this, se- what's this session about, Charlemagne? It's a, it's a live therapy session. You know, I go to therapy every week. Um, I used to go every Friday at 3, but now I go when I can. And um, I just feel like I want to show people what therapy looks like. Okay. I, it's something that I was going to do on like social media anyway. I was mm-hmm. just going to like turn the IG live on or the Facebook live. I'm going to ask my therapist if, you know, that was okay. But then I was like, you know, I don't want to share my therapist. And then Dr. Jessica Clemens is so dope and she's a therapist. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my man Chris McCarthy at VH1 dropped on the clues bombs for him. He was like, yo, let's do it here. So we're doing it tonight at 10 p.m. on VH1. It's, a live, it's just a live therapy session. That's so, literally all it is. So it's going in depth about everything that's going on in your life. I mean, whatever Dr. Just uh, wants to discuss or whatever I feel like discussing tonight. You know how when you walk into your therapist's office and your therapist is like, where do you want to start? Mm-hmm. What do you want to talk about today? Mm-hmm. What, whatever. I'm All open. Right. And, you, and a lot of times I tell my therapist, I say, yo, whatever you want to do. So that's that's what I'm doing with Just tonight. And listen, it's not pre-taped. Okay. It's not scripted. It's not rehearsed. It is live, live. 10 p.m. tonight. We will be live on VH1. All right. I got I got some questions for you. So okay. I, I'm just getting some curious. I just want to know how it's going to go down. So. Uh, dramas, can you play some soft music? First of all, have you ever been to therapy? Yes. Okay, so you know how therapists act. Yes. So, when is the last time you cried? Last time I cried, man. <sighs> I think I was watching my. I cry a lot during movies. I was watching My Girl, and uh, whenever Thomas gets stung by the bees, and then you know they show the funeral scene, and she's yelling, "He, he by his glasses, his glasses. He can't see without his glasses." Gets me every time. So I don't know. Maybe that was like a month or two ago. Now, the time you masturbated and cried after masturbation, why did you cry? Was it that you were holding small or like what was the reason of of your crying? That I was time? heartbroken. I was heartbroken uh, because uh, me and the woman I was dating had broke up at the time, mm. and um, I thought that I was doing something wrong by masturbating. Now you have a little foreskin on your penis. How did that affect your sex life? I don't have any foreskin on my penis anymore. It's a skin bridge, and it got cut off when I was um, 
like 16, 17 years old. All right, furthermore, this is sorry. <laughs> this is not therapy. This is not how therapy works. I'm just asking. Okay. I just want to know what that type is, of questions she's going to be asking Dr. tonight. Dr. Jess will not be asking me any questions like that. I can guarantee that. Dr. Jess is a professional. Oh. Okay. And I'm she not does professional. Her, Those are not professional no, questions. No, and she does her job very well. So 10 p.m. tonight on VH1 in session live with Dr. Jess. I'll be on there doing a live therapy session. Okay, tune in tonight. Now, if Dr. Jess is late, I'll be there to ask the the, what? the real questions. What comes just on tonight? Doesn't Love and Hip Hop or something come on tonight? We ain't watching that tonight. We watching your thing on VH1. But it comes on after that because I'm oh. sure I think Love and Hip Hop comes on at eight or nine o'clock. So whatever comes on. At 9, we come on after that. So, In Session Live with Dr. Jess, 10 p.m. tonight on VH1. I want y'all all to tune in, all right? All right, tune in now. Also, shout out to Tyler, the creator. He had a festival over the weekend. And Jaden Smith performed, and during his performance, he said this. I just want to say Tyler, the creator, is the best friend in the world, and I love him so much. And I want to tell you guys something Tyler doesn't want to say, but Tyler's my mother boyfriend, and he's been my mother Boyfriend, my whole life. Black love is beautiful, man. Wow. You know what I'm saying? I don't have no problem with that. The only thing I don't like is that I really love Jaden Smith. Mm-hmm. I respect Jaden Smith. I think he's the Gandhi of our time. And I hate to see him professing his love for somebody publicly and not getting that love back. So what I would like to see Tyler, the creator, do, I would like to see Tyler make Jaden Smith his man crush Monday today. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because Tyler needs to understand that that's Will and Jada's son. Cool. Okay. And he's a catch. He's a catch. And Tyler can't really do no better, I don't think. Uh, but Tyler might be a catch, too. No. No. Why not? Jaden Smith, bro. That's royalty. All right? Well, congratulations to the happy couple. All right? Yes. Congratulations to them, man. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. All right. Now, shout to Revolt. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice Mix is up next. Get your request in 800-585-1051. If you want to hear something, let us know. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Yes, continue the adventure with Newt Scamander as he teams up with Albus Dumbledore to stop the dark wizard Grindelwald's plans to divide the wizarding world. Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. In theaters, November 16th, rated PG-13.